I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, welcome everyone to this um, dystopian future, I guess. My, my, welcome to another... Oh, fuck. I fucked, I fucked it. <laughs> I, fuck, I was trying to be clever. Welcome to another Happy Pod, the only podcast in the world. My name is Nathan. I'm always joined by my co-host, Lawrence. He's a dickhead, and he's going to tell us what this show is all about. I'm not even giving a chance to talk this week, so Lawrence, tell us what this show is all about. Fuck, you got me. <laughs> Yes. Nathan, this show is the dystopian future show where we talk about all things pop culture. We talk about movies, we talk about TV shows, we talk about games, and we try and have a good time while we do it. We ignore some toxic negativity, Nelly nonsense, and we just have a swell as hell time. Lovely stuff. Can you just say discourse? Like, is it is 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 it really? That I feel much? like it's too professional. I like to spice it up a bit, a bit, of, <laughs> bit of flair. But I feel like toxic Nelly Nelly nonsense just is nothing though. Like, what does that mean? It's if look. I'm going for unprofessional and more relaxed, and I think it hits that vibe. Okay. Would you agree? <laughs> no, I I would say that it hits the vibe of nothing. I would say it hits the vibe of Nelly Nelly nothing. <laughs> okay, again, that just proves my point. It's true. It's true. I yeah. can't whistle. I was worried you were going to wait for me to do the whistle. You can't whistle, like, at all? I'll give you my best shot at it. They're just blowing. Yeah, the first one was all right. The first one was strong. Oh, you had to do it quicker as well, just to, just to one-up me. You never whistle a jaunty tune? I will do an odd whistle, but it will be like a, a very, like a... Just the, the couple of notes I know I can hit. I won't be, I won't be whistling away to any specific, uh, specific recognised song. I can whistle to anything. Go on, whistle to our theme song. Ha <laughs> ha 
pretty colossal L for me, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You are fucking saying? Oh, fuck. All right. What's your breath control like if I asked you to do the still got legs theme? You see, I breathe while I whistle. Like, some of my whistles are uh, external and some are in- internal, if that makes sense. Oh, you switch up your whistle game. Yeah, yeah. Does I that, did it then. Is there a term for that? Is there like a, like like ambidextrous is when you can use both hands? Is there a way Lawrence, you can whistle today we're twice? here to talk about the Hunger Games. Um, <laughs> the audience are only thanking you for that, so crack on. Yeah, it's fine. Exactly. Um, right. So yes, we're we're talk, we're we're kicking off a new. Uh, well, it's kind of a little mini series, I guess, a little it, three week run on them, uh, a movie series. It's not as satisfying as the Matrix that we lined up with the month of May. Yes, but there is no pun which necessarily lends itself to this series. Um, but nevertheless, we decided to talk through them. Yeah. Well, you decided to. You wanted to do these. I did want to do these. I haven't seen these movies in ages, and I remember really enjoying them. I remember like like a lot of things coming out about this like they push marketing on this super hard i remember the genuinely you know the 80s song everybody wants to rule the world everybody wants to rule the world was there like a moody dystopic version there was it was by lord and it was my introduction to both lord and that song i'd never heard the real version of that song up until that point who is lord Lord is like a New Zealand singer. She did, um, I think she did that song, you know, that I'm waiting for it, that green light, blah, blah, blah. that song. She also did. Um, I don't, was that, wait, I don't, was that I don't care? No, no, no. That's the one about crashing your car or something. Did She did yeah. Royals, I think. She did, she did, and we'll never be Royals. Royals. Oh. She did that one. Okay, I know that one. Yeah, there's way too much of us whistling and singing in the first. Someone could remix us and make a, like a band out of us with AI or something from this intro alone. Don't do that. No, no, please don't. <laughs> Have you read the books? No. No, because as we've established many times on this podcast, you can't read. One of my last recommendations was a book. <laughs> you can't. Oh, I tuned out for that one. I have no idea what you recommended. So. That's fair, yeah. I feel like we both just like ignore each other, have a little scroll on Twitter while we're recommending stuff. No, not all the time. Only when it's like fucking one in the morning and I'm very tired. That's, and that's We've been podcasting for like six hours or whatever. That is, that is very fair. Had it been a while since you saw The Hunger Games? Yes, I, I have not seen this movie since I first saw this movie. Oh wow! Uh, which was when it came out, um, whenever that was. Eleven I guess. years ago. Eleven whole years ago. Then, although I, I don't think I saw it in this. I like would have saw it on like not DVD, but like Netflix maybe. If was Netflix around then? Yeah. Or... I don't know if it was around in that form, but from the dawn of Netflix, I've always seen this movie on Netflix. Yeah, it's not on Netflix now though. It is. I watched it on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah, I watched it today on Netflix. Oh, I watched it on Prime. Did you pay for it? No, no. We have the same TV. I just did the thing where I was like, The Hunger Games, and it took me to Netflix. It didn't even give me a Prime option. Oh, I, I didn't even do that. I just, I just, as far as I was aware, it was, it was only on Prime, so I just went straight to Prime. Fair enough. I wonder if there were any glaring differences in the cuts we watched. There was, to be honest, there was a, um, on, when I was... <laughs> Right. Um, when I, I don't know what happened there. Breathe, Nathan. Breathe. He's done too much whistling. 
when I when I searched for it on Prime, the um there was actually two versions of it. Um and like the regular theatrical version wasn't available, and the one that was was what was called the unseen version. Don't know what that was or why it was unseen, but our mission for this episode is now to try and work out what you saw that I didn't. That that would probably be quite difficult to be honest, but indeed. So you have you read the books? I have, yes. So this is what I was gonna say. Um so I've not seen the movies since i first saw them mm-hmm. okay um and i actually haven't seen the last movie oh really all. you've never yeah. seen the last one never seen the last one or maybe maybe both the last ones unless they took a massive departure then that means that like so do you know how the story ends I, yeah i've read the books yeah but like maybe they changed something i don't know well there are differences which we can get into um I love the books so much. Loved them. Um, like them a lot more than the movies, to be honest. I read the books a few years after I watched the movies. Oh, okay. Are they, like, not good adaptations? Uh, there's there's just stuff that's, like... The, well, books are always more fleshed out, yeah, really. Course. Because, like, they're, they're not limited to, like, a two-hour runtime and stuff. And, you know, the, there's always more detail in the books and that type of stuff. Um, and, like, when I first watched the movies... I wasn't necessarily, like, as politically aware as I am today. So, like, a lot of stuff just washed over me. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the whole discourse of, like, uh, you know, like, the fucking inequality in society and just everything just... I'm picturing you just watching the first Hunger Games movie as, like, a little boy and then being like, I want to play Manhunt in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Like, whereas, like, most adults are like, oh, fucking hell. It's it's a bit much, isn't it? To me, to me, it was just like, oh, fun movie where people kill each other in the woods or whatever. Yeah, let's yeah. go watch that. Um, uh, but then I read the books. I, once once I read the books, I was starting to become a little bit more politically aware and stuff. And I was like, fuck, wow, there's some shit here. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I just really liked it. I actually read, I don't know if it's the first or second one, but I read one of them just in a day, just straight away. Oh, just the whole book front to, front to back. Are they like quite meaty books? Are they, are they big boys? No. Just a standard book length, really. <laughs> it Not... could be anything. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know how they're to about the, They're about the, the, I would say, like, four trees. Could Just be picture in there. a book, and, <laughs> and it's about the same size. Like It's not like a beefy, like, fucking Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. It's not like a little Philosopher's Stone. It's, like, somewhere in between. Okay, really. yeah. Five, six hundred pages sort of thing, possibly. Yeah, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty good. I imagine there was quite a lot of, kind of, dropped... <laughs> plot stuff then because this this movie it, it does a good job of like setting everything up but like it breezes like it starts and then it's like we're on a fucking train yeah yeah and- well the movie well the books are from Katniss's perspective Katniss narrates them oh cool um so so like there's there's well there's differences between the both really like there's stuff in the movie which doesn't appear in the book because like how would Katniss know, basically? Like, yeah, how, does, how does Katniss know what's going on in the fucking control room and all that sort of shit? Mm. Like, she's not there. She doesn't see it. So that's not in the books. Um, but then vice versa. There's, like, some really touching scenes from the books that didn't make it through to the movie. And there's some changes with certain things which are strange. Um, but, yeah, we can get into that. Okay. All right. Well, then, movie-wise, right, Try. we can talk about the book in a bit, but, like, separating it from the book... Just like purely what you watched today or whenever you watched it. How is this like hitting for you? L. No, really? L. Big L. Really? Big steaming pile of 
No, it's really good. Oh, thank <laughs> God. Oh, thank God I didn't have it in me today. I did not have a row in me today. <laughs> no, it's it's re- I enjoyed it so much. Um, had a really, really good time watching it. I, I, when I first watched this movie, I would not have cried once. Like, not a single tear yeah, would have yeah. been shed. In the opening 20 minutes, I was bawling. <laughs> I was I was fucking bawling my eyes out. Like at the scene where she fucking volunteers for her sister, I was like, oh my fucking god, this is this is some stuff, man. Mm. This is intense. Um yeah, I had a really good time with it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, same. I think it's like I, I've got one of my first notes on this is already like it it's so early on in the movie and we're already cooking with gas. Like it's yeah. it's the fucking the thing that stood out to me, like, and again, these are all like the little quirks, like as you grow up and you like watch some more movies and like, obviously, like you said earlier, the political kind of landscape in your mind becomes a bit more evident to what's this, this whole franchise is really about. Yeah. Um, but then also like you start to notice choices that as a kid, you probably wouldn't notice. But like one of the first things was like, say as a kid, I would have been like 16 when this came out. Oh, that's a kid though, <laughs> isn't it? That's just like, fucking, I was 16. I was a moron. No way. Was I uh, 11 years ago? I'd have been uh, 18. Oh, you're dumb then. Yeah. yeah an adult. <laughs> but I was, <laughs> I was not smart. <laughs> I was, I practically just lived at the pub as an 18-year-old, so... <laughs> Your brain was just permanently altered from all the alcohol. I was not politically switched on 18. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, the fucking... Out of the gate, like, the there's so, someone asks um, the the game maker. Caesar Flickerman asks the game maker guy. Devil Beard. Devil Beard. Yeah, what's his name? The actor's name or the guy's name? The guy's name. Uh... Seneca Crane. We can just call him Devil Beard. Yeah, we'll call him Devil Beard. So Flickerman asks Devil Beard, like, what's your personal touch? And he, like, does that thing, and it the movie does that cut where, like, he goes, and, like, goes to say something, and it just cuts to a little girl screaming. And I was like, oh, we're off to something here. We, we got, we're, on to, we're on to a winner with this movie straight away. Yeah. Like, the opening of this, the first 20 minutes, is some of the bleakest shit I've ever seen. They do a really good job of, like, setting the tone of, like, District 12 mm. and showing you that it's just... It's it's a really just bleak and fucking dire place and it's not really somewhere you want to live and that sort of stuff. And then, obviously, later we see the capital and just how fucking decadent and lavish mm. and everything it is in contrast to to this district and possibly quite a lot of others uh yeah straight away it's a good setup for what's to come yeah it does this like it, it, it kind of gives you this insight because obviously we need to find out the the, the 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 movie actually intros with like a bit of text like a wall of text on screen that's like this is the hunger games this is what it's yeah. the premise which is a little unnecessary yeah absolutely because then, like, <laughs> then like fucking 10 minutes later we get like oh here's a video for you all to watch <laughs> and it's just presents Snow saying the exact same thing. Really. And, then, and then before that, Liam Hemsworth is like, I can't believe they've been doing the Hunger Games for so many years. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, there is some moments of context which are just, eh, some of this is unnecessary. Yeah. I think. Exposition on context, sorry. Um, but eh, it is what it is. Yeah. We get, yeah, it is exposition. We got too much context, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that comes from the changes from the books, though, because like I said, you can just have Katniss say this in her narration yeah, in the books, true. just explaining to us what what these things are in the movie obviously we don't have that luxury we have to make changes so also it's like it's the first one of like a of like a late kind of or like early 2010s um teen dystopia like they weren't taking any chances they were like this is what it's about this was the era for those fucking (laughs) ya movies wasn't it there was like fucking there was this there was it was it's all building off the back of harry potter and fucking twilight isn't it yeah it was 
this. There was Twilight going on at the same time. There was Diversion, Allegiant, fucking Detergent, all those. <laughs> there was fucking Maze Runner as well. There was... Oh, there was a fair few, yeah. yeah. It was all popping off. I know one of them, like, one of them only wrapped up, like, I say recently, but, like, probably about, like, six or seven years ago now. But, like... It, it it wrapped up and there was so little interest for this genre left that it just yeah. the, apparently they were like they put like a bunch of money into it and then they just went oh fuck this put it on TV and they aired it like twice on TV yeah and that was the Divergent one wasn't it yeah that was a, that was a bad time but this is the, but this is this is the golden era for it like this yeah. is where it's booming I think like there'd been two Twilights probably like three Harry Potters by this point. No, Harry Potter was done by this point. Oh, of course it was. Fuck yeah, 2011 that is. <laughs> Three it? Harry Potters by 2011. I'm fucking way off, man. Harry Potter was done in 2011, mate. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, yeah. All right, fine. Twilight wasn't. I know Twilight. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're right. Like the, the opening of this, there is a lot of context to it, but like it's very. What what I I like is how they describe it as like it's it was a punish. It started as a punishment for treason. Yeah, it started as like a here's a reminder of like what we're gonna do to you because of the uprising that you tried, which in itself is just fucked. Yeah, like, it's fucking so bad. <laughs> it's so beyond. Hey, remember that time you guys like tried to fucking fight for equal rights mm. and like just fair treatment? <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Now we're going to make your kids compete in the fucking Death Olympics forever. <laughs> All right. But it, it's like the, that one, in like the opening talk show thing, they said like, either the talk show or the video, in one of those scenes, they say like, it's, you know, it started as a punishment for treason, but it's more than that now. It brings us together. And I'm like, yeah, for you rich elite fuckers, yeah, for, maybe. For everyone in the capital. <laughs> yeah. Not for the people in fucking District 12 who are forced to watch it at gunpoint and have no choice but to compete or fucking die. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I think the, like, firstly, obviously I know this is, this is literally um, Battle Royale, right? It's the, it, it, it is. Lit inspired by but it's very different oh they, they flesh it obviously like they, yeah they make it battle royale it's like the, <laughs> it's like twilight was 50 shades or 50 shades was twilight or something there, there's like for straight away um is it gail liam hemsworth is liam hemsworth's gail. character yes yeah yes he like he says something he introduces like the theory of like the you know how like people are like i don't like what this studio is doing vote with your wallet he's like if everyone stopped watching yeah what would they do it's like they just still do it, or they just, as Snow says later on, just line them up at gunpoint and do it that way because it's quicker and easier. Yeah, yeah, they kill you. It, they, they force them to watch it anyway. Yeah, I, I got, I didn't know if that was like explicitly said, but like everyone seems to be watching. It is in the book. It's explicit in the book, but they are, they are made to watch it. And I think like the TVs and the homes, it's like, it's like a propaganda thing where they won't switch off. Like it's just always on and just uh, always playing. Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> that is so bleak. I think you can turn it down, but you can't turn it off. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's a great premise. It's a great yeah story. Like it's a great kind of backing thing for a story to be told around. Yeah, it's really interesting the world it's set in, like mm. the the version of America they've got, the Pan Am, and the whole and how it's split up with the capital and the districts and all the districts providing for the capital and that sort of stuff. It's it's very interesting and. The movie does a very good job of just pissing you off. Yeah, it does, yeah. Way. There's so many times during the movie where I just found myself just getting angrier and mm. angrier about like 
just anything set in the capital, I'm like, I oh, fucking hate everyone here. And it's it's like little irrational things as well. Like there's a scene, we, we, I will, you know, this is maybe jumping ahead a little bit, but like there's a scene where like Hamish, the mentor of them, who is like a previous winner of an older Hunger Games, he's like just watching like one of the, the capital elites kids playing with like a sword in the build up to the games. And he's just like, that whiskey glass is going to crack any second. He's just like, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And that was me. Like, the movie does such a good job of, like, getting you on side straight away. Yeah, definitely. And, like, that's why I'm amazed you haven't seen Mockingjay Part 2. Like, that's the culminate. That's the breath of fresh air you can take. And it's like, oh, fuck, it's done. Okay, cool. I heard it wasn't good. Uh, I can't speak to it. I remember enjoying it, but, like, fucking kids enjoy everything, don't they? I think by this point, I was at, we just started uni when it came out, I think. Yeah, it's probably about that time. Yeah. yeah. And I was... First year of uni. <laughs> <laughs> Just a train wreck. <laughs> no chance. If you thought 18 Nathan was naughty, my word. Not a lot going on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were talking about like how bleak the opening is. And it's just like, it's a way that like really just suits the vibe. It's like devoid of any life fulfillment. Everyone's just working to fucking make ends meet. And even then they barely achieve it. Yeah. Um, everyone's... I, I didn't, like, you know there's the common thing now. It's like, oh, movies look grey and unsaturated and boring. And I'm like, it was, this isn't a product of its time because the movie is bright and colourful. But, like, even in this district, the opening set in District 12, everyone's wearing, like, what can only be described as just kind of, like, Holocaust colours. Yeah. Like, the whole place feels like a death camp. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's very specific in its design. Yeah. And, like, the costumes and... And what everyone are wearing. I, the um, the like the guards, the peacekeepers. They made me laugh because like I think they like changed their costume design for like the other movies. And like they're so much better in the other movies because yeah. here they kind of they kind of just look like time lords from the seventies. <laughs> yeah, they're like their weird little hats and stuff. <laughs> they look like if a sixteen-year-old wanted to make a Star Wars fan film. Yeah, what they would put the troopers in. Yeah, um, they don't. They don't look very threatening. I know in the in the later movies they do appear more threatening. They changed up the design, but mm. for now they just look weird. Really, they're they're working with what they. But also like they're not. I know they're a threat, and they. But like the threat feels like it's coming more from just like it's larger than any one group of troops. Yeah, yeah. The threat is of just like mass oppression and surveillance. Like if you step out of line, you're just gonna get crushed immediately. Um, I think they made the right choice in in the later movies to like cover the faces. Mm. Again, just the 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 faceless fucking guard of fascism, which is like the you know the point of the stormtroopers and that type of thing. Yeah, like, and it's a, it's a movie that is like it's acknowledging the empathy of human life. I don't want to look at someone die. Like if you if you if you tell me that that is fascism embodied then you can lance him through the face and I won't, I'll clap. But if I'm watching a man just get his face caved in, that, yeah. I feel sad <laughs> about that. What, if they're a fascist? No, but like, I'm just like watching gory stuff. It doesn't feel oh, me. I'm cheering. Oh yeah, well I'm that's cheering. true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well now, obviously, now you say you are politically aware these days. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so th there's all these beigey colours and it's all, it's all a bit kind of 
doom and gloom, obviously. And then, like, Elizabeth Banks's character steps out in, like... So out of place, just, like, in the big pink dress and the, the makeup and the hair and everything. Just, like, there's there's no other way to describe, the like, the whole aesthetic of the capital and even the people is just decadent. Because mm. cause that's what it is. It's just over the top and, you know, these outlandish costumes and bright colors and just everything is just so fucking rich and decadent and like that dress probably costs more than like this whole fucking town makes in a year yeah exactly so like yeah it's it's like and also you forget like you're saying like decadent and lavish and overly kind of fucking in your face yeah it it does come across because i one thing i complete i everyone remembers devil beard because of his silly beard yeah but then, like, one thing I forgot is, like, um, other characters in the opening, in the District 12 opening, like, they've got beards. They don't look like his stupid fucking beard. They just <laughs> look like like my beard. Just a normal beard. Yeah. <laughs> a bit unkissed and just a beard. Because it's not some big fashion statement. Yeah. It's not, oh, look at me, look at my beard, look how fancy it's, it's cut and shaved and weaved and all this sort of stuff. It's just, I wear a beard because I can't afford to shave every yeah. two days. Yeah, I'm not, so. I'm not giving a stormtrooper a fucking... <laughs> I don't know an, an extra an extra go of my name in the death <laughs> fucking lottery just for a yeah. razor, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. There's, there's other things as well, like what I was saying. You you notice about like little choices the movie makes. I forgot so much of this movie, especially the opening, is just like so uncomfortably close to people. Mm. Like the the camera is like it's it's in a close up and it's like mostly handheld and it like it does a really good job of showing like the enforcement of the of the the capital's presence at all times. Like the the moment where um uh, Katniss steps forward and is, you know, does the I volunteer as tribute thing and like she volunteered, she's willing to go, but they still yeah. have to like just have an a slight pressure on her back as they walk yeah. her. Um Yeah. Yeah, just crazy little dude and like that shot is paired with like um prim when she gets chosen like adjusting the back of her dress yeah so that she looks like neat and tidy and likable it's i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i find quite disturbing and almost horrifying about the like the reaping sequence was like before it like everyone was getting ready there was like Mm. there was like a sequence where they made a point to show like a lot of people getting ready and you got the sense like they're not putting on their normal clothes for this. Like, they're dressing up. Yeah. They're, this is something that they're fucking going to look their best for. Like, they're putting their Sunday best on and all that sort of stuff. And there's just something about that which is so fucking... It's like I don't even dress know, up for your masters kind of thing. Yeah, dress up for your death, Yeah, really. Yeah. Because, like, fucking any one of those kids could be fucking called out and just basically said, well, yeah, you're going to die. It's cool. See you later. Yeah. Off you go. Um, and the fact that they're all dressing up to look their best for that, it's, there's something just very haunting about that, basically. It's the, I think it's the, like, playing on the nature of, like, the age-old... I don't know if it's a movie trope, I don't think it's something necessarily people in real life do, but there is absolutely a movie language that is, like, you, you put on your, your best before you kill yourself in a movie. Like, yeah. you, you put on, like, a lot of suicide sequences will be shot with a man wearing his suit or a woman wearing a nice form-fitting dress or whatever. There's There's something, like... It, talking about the bleakness of it all, like it when you start to realize when it starts to like sink in and land, like you know, it's 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 all well and good. You like everyone watching, like oh, the, the basically as you said it earlier, the Death Olympics is going on. But once it starts to happen to Katniss, and she starts to like grapple with the fact that like in two weeks she's either gonna be dead or gonna have at least killed a few people. Yeah. Um. You get the you get the line from Liam Hemsworth's character that's like, 
he's like, you know how to hunt. And she's like, yeah, animals. And he's like, fuck it, what's the difference at this point? Yeah. And that's like... It's true, yeah. It's true, but it's also like, it's sad. It's like, it's kind of like... Firstly, an animalistic kind of like way of looking at things, a primal, horrible way to approach life, but then also like a yeah. self-referential, like we're just cattle to these people. Like they are though. Yeah. I mean, they are. Yeah, it sucks. That it's literally just fucking entertainment. It doesn't mm. matter to them at all. It's just, it's a story. I don't like, um, something that I thought was weird in the movie was how Elizabeth Banks's character, like she's mouthing along to the propaganda video for like, I can't remember if this happens later on. Maybe this is something explored more in the book as well, which is kind of why I bring it up. Like, does she ever, like, she's friends with Hamish. Like, does, what's she loving all this propaganda for? It feels like she shouldn't. She's she's a character who who grows over the course of the series, from what I remember. I don't, I know, I don't think she's ever like fully, yeah, revolution. Mm. Fucking let's do this. But she does kind of like warm up and sort of. I think in the I think in the last one she's in fucking District 13 with everyone else from what I can remember. I remember there being a moment where Katniss was saying like there's like she's proud of how far she's come or something like that. Um yeah. I might be mistaken there. It's been a while since I read them. Um but I I don't think she's ever someone who ever gets fully on board with it all because she is, you know, she's not like She's not really Hamish's friend. She's like she's still yeah. from the capital. She's still part of that lifestyle. She's like assigned to him. Yeah. Yeah. She just she has District Twelve roots, and because of that, she kind of goes along with what happens. But I, I don't think it's ever something that she's fully committed to. It probably really. gets along to the point where it's like, what's she gonna do about it? Like. Mm. You stand in the yeah. way, you're just gonna get pushed out. Like, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I like the moment where you're like, she, she warms to the idea of a revolution. I'm just picturing her like somewhere in the third movie, being like, yeah, maybe killing all these kids is bad. <laughs> 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 Seems like the easiest fucking revelation to possibly have. <laughs> it's not great. It's definitely not great. Yeah. <laughs> again, the, 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 again, are we Effie? the baddies thing? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Effie Trinket is her character's name. Trinket. Effie Trinket, yeah. Oh, someone smarter than me. There's some in there. There's some in there, like, with the name Trinket. There's got to be, right? What do you mean? Like a joke? No, no, more like a like Trinket's, like, collectible item things, aren't they? Like little, you get a little few Trinkets or something. What are you trying to say? I don't know. I feel like there's a meaning there. It's a weird name to just pick. They, they all have weird names. I mean, true, yeah. <laughs> There's a guy called Caesar Flickerman. That's true, yeah. And Devilbeard. That's the weirdest <laughs> Devil one. Devilbeard, yeah. Um, all right, the the intro to Hamish's character. Um, yeah. It's something that I really like, because it's so underwhelming. And it's, yeah. I really enjoy it, because it's just... It, what it is, is like... He's best case scenario. Like he was, he was chosen, he won. But like his life sucks. And he's like, he's just kind of been... Since he won, he's just kind of lived his life and spent all of his free time reaping his rewards with a bunch of people that tried to kill him. Mm. And it's like, he hates them all, because presumably he killed people he didn't want to kill and saw a lot of shit that he didn't want to see. Um, but yeah, I like him quite a lot. He He's an odd character, because he's like clearly very traumatised, mm. as is everyone um from from like the hunger games and what happens um and he clearly fucking despises pr- pretty much everyone to be honest he comes across but he also like 
knows how the system works mm. and he'll like he'll uh, he'll not openly hate everyone but he'll he'll hate everyone but he'll also work the system at the same time oh he, he's and, figured out how to survive in it yeah yeah exactly he knows like how the capital operates and how these people think and that sort of stuff and he's learned to use that to his advantage yeah basically oh yeah and you can kind of you get the like Straight away, like, Peter tries to, like, stop him having a drink. And he, like, you see he's very physically imposing. You see that he's got the, the charm and the, the smile to sell something to someone. Yeah. Um, I, I, that, uh. That's something that I fucking <clears throat> think is really, really cool. Because, like, playing the game, it all comes from, you know, there has to be a game to be played. And it's, like, it, it's, it's pretty much all, like, revealed straight away how, like yeah it's a fucking it's a it's a battle royale it's it's you know 24 people drop in one location and have to fight to the death but it's no way near an unrigged or even game no because there are kids that are like 18 and there are kids that are like 12 or some shit yeah and then also there's it's also like, like kids who have been training for this their entire lives as well oh that don't, don't when i when i found out about the career districts i was like oh this there's some <laughs> yeah. there's some law there there's some meat to tap into on that <laughs> Yeah. Um but it yeah, it's just like it even like the situation is unfair enough, but then like of course that they found a way in seventy odd years or whatever to to apply a monetary value to it. Sponsors attach themselves to like you know, the the, the tributes with the highest fucking expected score or whatever. Like it's and they they drop them like little care packages. Like it, it it's so Everything about it is just like it obviously started as a punishment, and then when they said it like brought us all together, obviously talking about like the rich capitalists, it brought them money and TV exploitation and opportunity. It's the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, 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 that's exactly right. Yeah, the Super Bowl, like fucking, you know, an ad for the Super Bowl, a thirty-second ad for the Super Bowl these days costs seven million dollars. It's fucking so insane. Yeah. Seven million dollars for a thirty-second ad because it's it's the most watched um, event in America for the whole year, Jesus. which is strange. It's strange because I I think this is going to change though. This is all like because just because the way people watch things is changing and the amount of people who watch things are changing. Mm. And like yeah, sure, two hundred million people will watch the Super Bowl each year, but then. 200 million people will also watch a Mr. Beast video every week. Yeah, yeah so, true, yeah. Like, things are massively fucking changing. Mate, I, um, I dread, like, I know what, like, the nature of my job and stuff, I know how much money, like, channels with, like, 100k subs can get paid for, like, a two-second ad integration. Yeah. I, I, like, fucking recoil into myself thinking about how much a spot on a Mr. Beast video would be. He's talked openly about it. He has thoughts like he 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 is starting to like ask for Super Bowl prices now, and that Jesus sort of stuff. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's seven million. That's half of what we charge for a guest spot on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, seriously, come on, get yourself some exposure on the show. Is that are you inviting Mr. Beast on our podcast? If he wants to, I feel like he's the kind of guy that would just like see a memey thing like this and jump on it. Yeah. He, like every now and again, have you seen you seen that thing he does? Where like every now and again, he just like goes on YouTube and finds a video with like twenty views and then just comments on it, yeah. and he will like bring a fucking flurry of people <laughs> to that person's channel. I don't know how I feel about Mr. Beast. Oh, he sucks. He's, he's, oh, I, no, he doesn't he suck. No, yeah, he's, he's. I can't. I can't figure him out. I don't know. What I really like is 
the strengths and weaknesses of like Peter and Katniss. Like Katniss is obviously more physically imposing. She's yeah. she's very and I also like the the reverse of that. Like typically that would be like especially in teen dystopia that would be like the man's job to be the the one that can fend off evil and stuff. But mm. like Katniss is you know very talented. She's a hunter. Yeah, and she's she's very like uh, she has a lot of like emotional empathy and stuff, and she's she's really interesting. But then, like, straight away, Peter just gets it better than she does. You see, Peter gets the the system. Peter mm. gets the manipulation, The how the game works. He gets the appealing to the crowds, like working the audience and that sort of stuff. He gets that side. He, I, I, without Katniss, this guy's dead, man. Yeah, oh, He fully. just fucking baked himself a cake or whatever and just fucking... <laughs> Just decorated his face but or some it, shit. But he also knows that. Like, he, he knows that as it goes on. Like, the the, mm. the thing he does before they go into the game where he, like, he sells... Firstly, he sells himself as, like, a charming talk show guy. Yeah. When he's like, I don't know, how do you smell? How do I... I smell like roses? What do you... Like, and he he's good at it straight away. He's, yeah, he's he charming. And then once he's got people to laugh and joke with him, then he's like... Well, the love of my life is we're gonna have to kill each other. He immediately sells the narrative that ends up saving their fucking lives, mm. and it's—I don't know—it opens a whole can of worms about how these two actually feel about each other. It, yeah, it's—it's it's, the the romance aspect of it. It's it's difficult because mm. I don't think Katniss likes them all throughout <laughs> the entire movie. What, like, like at all, or like as a no, romantic like she'll, partner? as a friend, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, she'll, she'll want to save her friend, yes. I don't think she loves this guy. No. Like, at all. Like, <laughs> everything that happens, especially in the actual fucking event itself, it's for the cameras. Mm. Everything that happens is, like, to sell the story. Like, she gets the note, like, from Hamid, you call that a kiss, and then what happens, she goes back and she kisses him properly again and stuff. It's... It's it's all just fucking drama and yeah. fake and just giving the fucking crowd what they want, basically, to to beat the system and get through it. It's smart as well. Like, it's just, it's clever. Um, I, I like that, like, there's, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but, like, all the stuff that, um, that Katniss does out in the games, like, the how the games immediately start to turn on her because, you know, like, there's, there's, Snow has that monologue about how there's, you know, hope is controllable but once mm. you give them too much it's dangerous yeah and like she uh, i've got a whole point that we can get onto later about like rue's death and how it's like televised and there's a reason that this hunger games is the one that changed it mm. um because obviously that's something like if so often in like teen dystopia things you'll pick up and like this has been going on for a million years and it, this happened this just so happens to be the one year that everything changes and whatever this is the 74th I believe. I, yeah, I think they said it somewhere along the line. I think it's because the next one's the seventy fifth, and that's a, a quarter quell. Oh, um, and that was like that's like a special one where they all fight each yeah. other again or something, though. Well, the, that's that's specific to that one, but it, yeah, a special one basically. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think there is like <clears throat> Katniss doesn't like him, but I also think like he definitely likes her. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. He like. I don't know if he's just like seeing his opportunity and fucking running with it or if it's sort of like, I don't know, but he, he definitely likes her. Yeah. I think he's, I think he sells the story and then ends up falling for his own story. Yeah. And she is reluctant to acknowledge the story. And then halfway through goes, oh, I'm going to have to real lie here. Cause it's the only way through this shit. 
Yeah, and I think that's kind of like my issues with the series as a whole and mm. and like how it goes on. Um really because I think I feel like definitely at first it's more like Canis doesn't like him and just goes along with it for the stuff for the fucking um the the event or whatever. But then it kind of just very quickly turns into Oh no, she does love him, and she'll do anything for him, and that sort of stuff. Like as as mm. they go on, from what I remember, um, I, well, there's an element of like I don't know if it can necessarily be applied directly to Peter, but like was that like Stockholm syndrome thing where like you you fall in love with someone because of a like shared... trauma bonding? Yeah, yeah, th- yeah, that definitely plays a part in it. Surely, yeah, I, I think it definitely does. Yeah, um, and then there's like the whole thing with Gail as well, who's. A much better match. Like, <laughs> come on. Oh, sorry. Did you mean um, Jacob? <laughs> no, I didn't. I meant Gail. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> Jacob's a weird creep who loves a baby, all right? Yeah, I know, but like, you, I obviously I don't, I don't know when all the books were written and stuff, but like, you see what the movies at least are going for here. <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. saw the blueprint and were like, "Ooh, I could do t-shirts. <laughs> I like that." I I think I don't, I don't like the love triangle stuff, mm. but I don't really remember a lot of it. And you don't get it in this. You get you get one shot no. of Gail looking a bit like, "Oh man, she's kissing." You get this, you get the sense of it, and you do get the sense that Gail is a much better match for. Well, for, he knows her first of all. Yeah, so, yeah. Like... You don't get the sense of it. You just outright <laughs> plainly see it. Yeah. <laughs> They actually know and like each other to start with. So, <laughs> and he's like back something. home looking after her entire family. Yeah, like he didn't just throw her some bread in the mud one time yeah. or whatever. <laughs> they kept coming, but I thought that would end up being a bit more relevant than it ended up being in the movie. At least it was a bit relevant. It is relevant, but it doesn't say much that the movie wasn't already saying. He threw her some bread. Nice. Well done, Peter. <laughs> You threw her some you. bread into the mud <laughs> when in the pissing rain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I've never been starving, but like, I, I probably would eat the bread if I was starving, but like, I'm taking yeah. one look at that now and being like, nah, that's. Yeah. No, you just had a fucking Chinese. No, I, I had, what did I have tonight? I had a nice dinner tonight. I had um, uh, like a red sauce pasta with some olives. It was nice. I don't care. <laughs> That's fair. No one else does either. Um, yeah. Right. The thing that I wanted to talk about a little bit was the Korea districts. Um, All right. Because they are fucking interesting. Because you love them. In what sense? Because you love. Here, the here it comes. Yeah. Okay. And you will, you will 
<laughs> when you was watching this movie, you was like, yes, Hunger Games, let's go. Yes, President Snow, my president, I love you. It's so weird that they frame this President Snow guy as a villain. He's obviously the only one talking sense, I was saying to the TV. He's the hero of the piece, yeah. surely. <laughs> uh, no, I've put down the career districts are an interesting concept because... Like, who are the career districts? What is it? Fucking young Channing Tatum and fucking uh, the other one that is like sister girlfriend. Before we go on, I have to understand that you know that that is not actually. I know, <laughs> I know it's not young Channing Tatum, but come on, he looks just he's like that, him. Is he the Stormbreaker guy? Who's or Stormbreaker? Guy? I think he's called Alex Pettifer, I think is his name. Well, what's, what's the Stormbreaker? Reference? I don't know. There's, there's a guy in a movie called Stormbreaker that, like, loads of girls at this point were like, he was the next. Robert Pattinson, but then he just didn't really do anything. I've never heard of Stormbreaker. Fair. Well, I've saved you some time. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Thanks. Um, no, I don't. I don't know if it is him, but it looks like him. Um, but yeah, no. The they're the they're the districts that like theoretically, right? It's tragic and it's sad and it's heartbreaking. But what they're doing makes sense mm. in terms of like you know, there's a Hunger Games every year. It comes around fucking like same time each year. They know what's going on. So it makes sense to, like, get kids trained and get them to have a, a fighting chance. You've, you've been raised with the intention of fighting in this thing. And it's, it's something that, like, it's just an even harsher break of the fucking resilience of, like, people at home. And, like, the, the backbone of society. Because what it just does is, yes, gives them a fighting chance and prepares them in the best way possible. But also just perpetuates the silence of just abuse. <laughs> And like, mm. pre like the prep, the very preparation for it reinforces what the capital wants, which is just like compliance and changed behavior to get on board with the regime and how things are now. And doesn't it also work for them? Like, aren't they districts that are closer to the capital, like District One, Two, whatever? I think and so. Yeah. Because of that, they're like they're they're better off than District Twelve, that's for sure. Yeah. Like, they got a lot more resources than fucking Katniss does. Oh, I mean, you see them straight away when they all arrive in their like district clothes. And they all yeah. they all look like shit, and they're like, "Hey, I'm pretty pretty hey. handy here." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sexy. I was in the capital just last year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's I I just think <clears throat> the concept is really interesting, and I like that <clears throat> the film registers that. Like when Hamish sees them, he's like, "Let's go the fuck out. Let's get out of this room." Because if they see what you're up to, we're pretty toast. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Really interesting concept. Um. Yeah. Just I like it quite a lot. And Jack Quaid himself. I forgot is... he was in this. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I was like, holy shit, it's a young Jack Quaid. Time's been kind to him. He looks weird in this movie. <laughs> he barely looks older today. <laughs> to be no, look at right. He's got cooler hair. He has the same hair, pretty much. No, I think he's grown into his look. He's got more. a little bit of a beard now, but other than that, he looks kind of the same. I think he's grown into his looks. I think. I think now he looks a bit like a more of a, a leading man type, whereas he was definitely... I don't know if he looks like a leading man now. Oh, I don't know. Picture leading mans have changed in the last 20 years. They like a little weirdo now. Yeah. They like a little bug-eyed yeah. weirdo now. Yeah, may maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Look at, like, uh, fucking... Um... I think he's perfectly cast as Huey. Okay. <laughs> Say about that what you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, no disrespect to Jack Quay. Like, he's good. He's, he's good. He's a good actor. Yeah. He's good. He's good in that Auntie Donna sketch. 
Oh, I forgot he's in the Auntie Donna sketch, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a Toronto Pennyworths, yeah. <laughs> There's a few The Boys alums in Auntie Donna, aren't there? Uh, two of them. Yeah. That's, you know, it's more than one. <laughs> At this point, it is a trend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's... What What do you make of the whole, like, all of that? The the, the first, Basically, the film is split into two hours. The first hour is... There's... What? No, no, no. No, the breakdown of the like of the whole thing. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. evenly cut in terms of okay. like the 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 reaping and the training and then the last hour is the Hunger Games as a whole. Okay. Yeah. Um so fuck you. <laughs> I didn't say You were anything. laughing at me because you thought I was going to say something <laughs> stupid. No, I didn't. I didn't. Um but what where where are you at with like the the training, all of that stuff in the capital. Um, yeah, it's good. All this, all the stuff with the capital, like all of that was just like, like I say, just making me mad to be honest. Like, especially <laughs> the fucking like the interviews with Caesar and the the audience and all that sort of stuff, and just the absolute fucking slop that they're being fed, and mm. they're just eating it up and just being like, oh, they're all so amazing. Don't don't we love these people? Yeah, we love them so much. I can't wait to see you die on my TV. Yeah. It's so fucking insane and pisses me off so much. But It's like, yeah. it's, it's like, I think it's like a direct comment on like the people that like genuinely sit down of an evening to watch like Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon. And it's like, yeah. are you enjoying this? Are you enjoying this soft promo for just stuff? Yeah. And it's like, look, Hey, do you remember that one time where you pissed in a sink or whatever? And it's like, how'd you get a hold of that story? And it's like, because you told him it an hour ago. Yeah. And like, it, 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 I hate it. It's the worst <laughs> form of TV ever. It sucks. It's so transparently <laughs> frustrating and just there to sell stuff to you. Like it's, oh, it's. That's all, all TV. Yeah, I know. But like, there's at least like, <laughs> and they have like writers. I'm like, what are the hosts doing? What's their job? Hosting. Which is fucking shit. Like, they're supposed to be funny. <laughs> and they have a writer that comes up with, like, let's do a baby shark skit four years after the meme was funny. Like, what's the fucking... It is... I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate that form of TV with a passion. I'm, I'm saying nothing at this point. I'll just, I'll just let you go on your little rant. And you say shouldn't, you have, you say. shouldn't have brought up that sequence. <laughs> I was just, I'm talking about the movie, man. You you got your own stuff going yeah. on. Like you got triggered by the fact that I just mentioned the Caesar interviews, and then you started talking about Fallon and Kimmel. Late night TV needs to be abolished. It's a fucking right. worthless fucking genre of telly. Fine. Anyway, the movie. If I have to. Are you okay? No, I'm cross now. Okay. Well, no, but like you can understand my frustration because if you pair that I hate this form of TV and then pair it with the movie that is, like you said earlier, is deliberately frustrating you. Yeah, it's it's an incredibly tough watch. Just to... I do think there are some differences between <laughs> Jimmy Fallon doing a silly little joke and Caesar Flickerman feeding the capital propaganda. I I let's be clear here. Yeah, I don't think it's a direct one to one comparison. No, that's okay. that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying there's clear inspiration drawn. Yes, and I'll agree with that. Okay, yeah. and it's uh, yeah. Fucking hate you. Okay. And let people talk. Stop laughing over them. It's fake and it's frustrating. Sorry, I'm I'm actually done now. Um, okay. I was just letting you talk. Thank you. Thank you very much. In spirit, I would like to let you talk. 
I don't know what to say <laughs> after that. <laughs> Uh, all right, the the film does like a really good job of like throughout all this whole training sequence, the the build up and the anxiety that you just get from everything. Like every, yeah. every time you see someone throw a knife, you're like, that's a pretty good knife throw. How is our hero going to get out of this? Like it, it all feels, I don't know. It just there's very let there's very little time for us to catch our breath. It just feels like the hours are chipping away, and then before you know it, like the sequence where Katniss is literally like shaking before she gets into the tube. It's fucking, it's, it's hard to see. It's just hard yeah. to watch someone feel that much stress. There's a very tense sequence mm. when um, she's getting ready to, um, like she meets up with Cena before, like she goes in and they have the little interaction. And then there's just the, the moment where she steps into the tube and it's just, it's just, you, you can feel her nerves. You could, of course you'd be fucking terrified. Yeah. Like, this is this is it. This is the fucking off. You're gonna die. Have fun. You could be like, you could be dead in three minutes. Yeah, it's fucking horrific. And people are dead in three minutes. Like yeah, it opens with a fucking bloodbath. Yeah, that, I love that scene so much. Like it's 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 such a well directed scene. Firstly, you have Hamish. Like it, it, it's interesting because you you kind of get the sense of like he's been training her, and you you do it does come across that like everything he taught her in the last two weeks has gone out of the window. To the point where he mm. has to like refresh in her mind. There will be a bow there. They want you to run in and die. Yeah. There'll be a bow. Just it. turn and get the fuck away from everyone as soon as you can. And it's like I'd get the bow. I don't know, man. People are getting hacked with machetes in like the first thirty seconds. Not me. <laughs> I'm built different. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just get the bow. <laughs> I'd get to the bow. I wouldn't even use it as a bow. I'd just twat people with it. Just swing it about. <laughs> Not me. I'd just get to it. <laughs> and then what would you do? Just use it. Then you'd like, use, yeah. If someone else gets their bow, but like, no, I'm using that. They'd be like, oh, sorry. good thing there's 23 arrows here. Yeah, time for you all to die. Said <laughs> I can't believe it. The shortest Hunger Games ever. <laughs> I present your winner. I don't know. Um, Dragon that's ever happened in 74 years. It's got like to have it's happened just once. Fucking be well, not necessarily. It's only happened 74 times. Imagine so. if someone's imagine if someone's backpack just had a mini gun in it. What? Why would? <laughs> why would that happen? Maybe he was the one that all the sponsors backed, and that Snow was like tidy and basement. I don't, I don't think it, they'd just give him a mini gun though. You don't know. They give people a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but then that's just like, oh, well, here you go, win the games. Then isn't it? That's true. Yeah, I've and I like the um, I like the 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 adult bloke from um. Uh, District Ten, uh, the person that went there with Rue. His his weapon of choice is just his sheer mass, just like yeah. body slamming someone against a wall. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It is pretty good. Um, but yeah, so she 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 darts off. I I love that sequence because it just everyone's running and panicking and stressing and like you get the the movie's kind of forgot about Peter up until this point because it it's trying to lead you down a path of like is he just in it for himself now to survive. Yeah. Um. And like she, Katniss, like eyes up the bow. Like I could, like could I? I know what Hamish said, but I could. I, I reckon I could get it. Yeah. And like you just, I could get it. Yeah. No. Um. Nathan could get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be clear about that. Just so we're and all in the know. <laughs> yeah. But like, it, there's such a quick shot of Peter just seeing that Katniss is considering it, and it's just like he just the subtle shake of the head, like don't do it, don't do it, you'll die, don't do it. Yeah. And it's oh, it's such it, like and it all goes silent. It's such a good scene. What would you do? Um, I'd simply survive. Fair. I'd kill them all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would. What I would have done up until this point is I would have already blackmailed everyone in the Capitol War Room. 
Yeah. And I'd have looked up, winked down the lens, and then everyone's like fucking tracker would have exploded in their wrists. And I would have looked up. So, so their wrists are blown off? Yeah. Their wrists are, no, their wrists are blown off, but then it, it blows up the rest of them as well. So, okay. so it's a big blow. But it doesn't affect you who's standing right next to all these. No, my, my tube is placed further, further enough away. They're all like, what are you doing over there? I'm like, time will tell. Okay. And then I, I look down, I look down the lens, I wink again, and then I, I address I which address lens, which lens, the camera. Well, there's like eight cameras, and they're all just around. And you just know exactly where it is. Yeah, I've asked them where it is, so, okay. so that I can do this. And then I say to them, "Now your children are safe." And they go, "It was our Hunger Games all along." And the credits. So roll. Katniss goes into the woods, <laughs> um, and then it zooms out, and we're on top of the tra- the World Trade Center. So Center. Katniss goes into the woods. <laughs> she picks up her backpack. She has a little bit of a scuffle, um, but she manages to get free. Um, and then she like just hangs out in a tree for like the rest of the movie, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> it's the the movie. I was I was surprised about it, but like it makes a lot of sense. Like it really allows Katniss to kill indirectly. Like yeah. it, this is like a Batman fan's fucking wet dream of a movie because oh, he didn't actually kill anyone. He was just around and caused the thing that got them all killed. <laughs> she, there's really only one person she directly kills. Yeah, really, and it's Jack Wade. Bless him. Yeah. Um, it's just also. Colossal L, just straight yeah. through the heart. Yeah. It, and he runs in victoriously screeching as well. <laughs> yeah. You're a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it it allows... Mm. Well, I think it's a natural kind of thing because it makes sense for the movie because we see her as less villainous. We see, like, the other guys, like, flip, like deciding which one of them gets the honour of killing, like, a little girl that's, like, begging for her life. But, like, yeah. with Katniss it really builds up to her killing someone so that by the time she does it with Jack Wade, you're, you're like, you're immediately on side. You're like, this isn't villainous at all. Like that guy needed to fucking die. He sucked. Yeah. Well, it was more defense than anything. Really. Exactly. Yeah. It, it was yeah. literally a, you know, someone begging for their life killed. is very different. It was different. a kill or be killed moment. Like mm. he was there with a fucking spear. She quickly reacted and fucking put an arrow on his chest. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's great shit. It was just, it was quick thinking really um i don't know i think some of it i think some of the um the the like it's it's a bit cartoony some of it they're like the wasp they're all like no not not the not the tracker jackers or anything just they're like yeah let's form a gang and then we'll all we'll go around and we'll kill everyone and we'll be the killing gang (laughs) and we'll be like haha here she is let's kill her boys Uh, i like i don't know it's just a bit like Come on, we're the bad guys. Yeah, it is. It is strange. Um, and yeah, and it is a little bit yeah, cartoon villain esque. And like, there, mm. there were times where I was watching it. I'm like, you know, if your plan succeeds, it's really bad news for you. Yeah, like or like if you're like you want to get far away from anyone else. You you're all gonna have to kill each other. What's gonna happen then? Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's that moment where they cut down the last person that isn't them, and then suddenly like the best person at maths is like just taking a step back and being like, yeah, hang on a minute, let me assess this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, it was me. Like the second fucking Channing Tatum had his back to me. Fucking nice. Oh, he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, you got to get rid of him first. Everyone in this is far too trusting for the scenario they're in. Like Katniss yeah. like falls asleep. Why have they got Peter with them? <laughs> like why are they trusting this guy? They're you. They're using him to because they say at one point they're like, should we kill him now? And he's like, no, let's wait for him to lead us there. I'm like, he's not better at tracking than you guys are. <laughs> And, like, yeah. they, they didn't confirm. He just knows her. Like, he doesn't know where she is. <laughs> Do you reckon the whole time Peter's leading them around and he's like, he's, he's like, you know, we discuss our favourite spots. <laughs> like, <we're> just... 
Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, like he's look. The movie doesn't tell us, but it's shown us that Peter is smart enough to get through this shit by talking. Yeah. Like he is clever at just using his words by baking a little cake. Yeah, that. It, yeah, that. I mean, if we're talking cartoony, that is outrageous. <laughs> yeah, I'm a rock cake thing <laughs> with a face. Sure. Yeah. Very strange. Um, but I missed him. I missed him too. It's because the movie didn't show us him, but that's that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't show us him until we saw his big face. And then then it was a wide shot, and I was like, I definitely see him. I'd look down and be like, why is that rock looking at me? Yeah. Also, like, you're in a battle. How how much time does it take you to do that? Yeah, that's got to be a bit of effort. Way too much effort for, like, just being able to have a. I suppose if you're like, if you go back there every day to sleep. Yeah, but then, like, the the fucking game creators, eventually, they'll be like, all right, this is boring, he's not doing anything. Let's, like, set this place on fire, or whatever, yeah. and just make him fucking go back to the other place. That That's, like, something else that I wrote down about how it's, like, they have, like, so little choice of what happens in the game. And then, like, yeah. it's just, like, it, the second they get bored, they're like, just firebomb them. Yeah. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> well, none of this is fair, Lawrence. I, I mean, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but that's like, that's the illusion of, like, the illusion of fairness is gone. When, like, I don't know, it feels weighted against Katniss. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. If it was me or you, simply wouldn't bother me. I'd sleep. They'd firebomb me and I'd sleep through it. Well, you wouldn't. They'd be like, how's he doing this? And then I'd look down the lens. <laughs> Stop <laughs> looking down the lens. And I would say, now your children. Lawrence, we've been recording an hour and ten minutes. It's true, it's true. Um, The hallucination sequence after the Tracker Jacker stuff is really, really good. Um, It's fine. It's fun or fine? Fine. It's great! It's it's not as trippy and weird. I've got... Her mum... I think it's just a brilliant choice. Her mum not being able to say anything when she's like grieving the loss of their dad. So much so that like when she opens her mouth in the dream sequence, her dialogue is replaced by Peter screaming like fucking move run i don't know i just think it's a really like it, it's a cool directing choice does it's a cool way to show her dad's death as well yeah about like getting into the backstory of it all basically yeah it's just it catches us up a little bit but yeah. i hate normally i don't like hallucination sequences because it's just like ooh, and just a bit odd riddle me this but <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> is that the door no it's a wall it like yeah, who cares yeah remember when your parents died Batman? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um but yeah this all one... my examples are of batman yeah it's true yeah should we talk about rue <sighs> i don't i don't want to either <laughs> if we must <laughs> it's very sad it's very sad <laughs> i don't want to talk about it but I guess we must. But alas, this is a podcast. Lawrence, a little girl dies. She does. And it is extremely Jack sad. himself throws a spear through her chest. And you cheered. Of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when Jack Quaid died. Uh, by my hand. And then I looked down the lens. Lawrence, a little girl has died. Please. It's true. <laughs> um, it's very sad. Um, th- this is what I was talking about earlier. Like, this is how... This is this is why this is one of the ones to change it, like mm. the the ones that that changed the Hunger Games made them look weak. I know there's the whole stuff of like like the two star-crossed lovers get to win and that makes them look a bit weak. Yeah. Like, but this is the real thing I think that does it. Like, well, I think it starts with 
Katniss volunteering. Yeah, that's and probably true. Ka- yeah. And Katniss volunteering because of Prim, her sister, mm. who she obviously didn't want to die. She loves her sister. She wants to protect her. Oh, look, there's a young girl in the Hunger Games just about her sister's age. Yeah. What's Katniss going to do? Uh-oh. <laughs> it's oh, almost no. like this was intentional. <laughs> um, but no, I just, I put down like, it's uh, it's probably not the first, but it's probably like one of the more serious times that a death broadcast in the Hunger Games has been shown as like tragic and needless rather than like victorious. But tragic and needless to who? Oh, to to, to the people of District fucking ten or eleven or whatever. Yeah, to the capital. Oh yeah, no, no. they probably don't care. But they yeah. they're used to seeing people like I think the guy's Kato. I think he's called the yeah. young Channing Tatum. When he cuts people down, he's like then doing his like bro fives and like being like yeah man yeah like that's what they're used to seeing and that's what they applaud for it's harder to applaud and keep up the it's it's harder to ignore the ugly truth of a situation when like you're watching basically like an 11 year old get like a fucking a thrown together memorial service with flowers this was another moment which just fucking broke me when I was watching it. I mm. cried a lot. And I, I fucking love the riot that it inspires. So good, in, yeah. In her district. Just because, like, possibly even started by her father. Like, it, it's just it's just so, like, this is the fucking straw mm. that's broke the camel's back here. This is the fucking final... Th- this is the rebellion starting, basically, because we've just, frankly, had a fucking enough. And it's... It's so you don't actually see that in the books because again it's from Candace's point of view. So how would you know? Yeah, uh, you you learn about it in the second one, but it's it's not in the first book. Um, and just such a great scene, really. It's yeah, it, like you're right. It is the straw that broke the camel's back because it's like you say. At some point, this needed to. If they're telling a rebellion story, at some point, something in Katniss's journey here needed to resonate with someone. Yeah, and of course, and it obviously does. Obviously, they're so used to now. I think the difference of it is, is they're so used to seeing like presumably kids get slaughtered. Yeah. They're so, they're numb to it. And I think the thing that wakes them up is someone in the games just having that empathy to like not bury her but like do by her the best that could be done under the circumstances. In, in the book, um the Katniss shortly after Rue's death, Katniss gets like a, a care package from District 10 or District 11 or whatever from Rue's district. And it's just a loaf of bread, which is basically like them saying thank you for yeah. like burying Rue and stuff, basically. Oh, that's lovely. Which is quite sweet. Yeah. I'm going to cry again now. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, great. Uh, and then I like <clears throat> that how the other guy from District 10 um, just like has every opportunity to kill her, but just gives her a pass. Yeah. And like he's obviously in a high stress for like, I can forgive him for being like, just this once, just this once. Because he's, yeah. he don't want to die either. <laughs> like. No, of course not. But then you see, like, the, the moment prior to that, you have that that girl who's from either District 1 or 2. Just <clears throat> a great moment where a villain chats shit and then immediately realises why she fucked it. <laughs> like, yeah, she... just like like fucking Hamish said, like, about fucking arrogance being a fucking downfall mm. of a lot of people. And fucking proved it here, just arrogantly bragging about how they killed her. And then, oh, yeah, <laughs> wish you didn't say that now, didn't you? And you're getting fucking launched against the fucking uh, the cornucopium or whatever it is. Yeah. Boom. And I like that they don't know that the other guy from District 10 doesn't know how Rude died. So he hears the girl yeah. saying it and he's like, it was you? 
Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> Candace is like, I better stay quiet here. Yeah. <laughs> She's not I better like, not tell him it was Jack Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, it was her. I saw it with my own eyes. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, it's sad, Lawrence. It is sad. A little girl was killed, and now we have to overthrow the government. It's true. We do. We um, have no choice. We do as well. Just our government yeah. in general. And we're gonna. We are. We're coming for you, Rishi. Well, hang on. If anyone's actually listening to this legally, we're not. Nope. We're coming. Nope. No, 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 launching a revolution. We're launching a coup. Arrest, arrest him, not me. I don't ride like... ride at dawn, boy. I don't like you, Rishi, but I'm not... I don't have a part in this. Oh, Lawrence the fence-sitter. No! <laughs> when they come for us, he will point in our direction, people. No, I won't. I won't. He I'll will. stay quiet. No. Like the kid in Terminator 2. I have no idea where Nathan is. Yeah. Um, I like that Kato realizes after like presumably watching each of his friends die a horrific death that his entire life has been worth nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel bad for him because fuck him, but like nah, it's a moment where him. you go, oh, that's got to that's got to well, sting that. Kind of fuck him, but kind of not because it's not his fault. It's no, it's but the he, environment he takes he some unnecessary raised. reveling in it. Yeah, because he was raised to do so. True. Really, he is still a kid at the end of the day. But where do we draw? Sure, the line, he looks Nathan? like he, racism he is learned. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. That's a deep question. Yeah, I mean it is. Yeah, it's yeah. deeper than this show. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you draw the line, but I don't think it's entirely his fault. No, I mean his. Yeah, like you say, his entire life he's been indoctrinated and sold a dream of riches and. But if he can overcome the hardest battle that there is, yeah, and he's t- and he's also he's fed a load of shit about how it's entirely weighted in his favor. He's been told yeah. like you go in there, you're gonna fucking kill them all. It's easy, yeah. Um, because like God forbid what their fucking what like District One and Two's like trainers are, like who their mentors are. No, oh, yeah, like the, the nastiest worst. pricks under the sun, surely. Yeah. Um. <sighs> Not good. The the girl that gets wall slammed by um, upset District Ten adult is uh, Orphan. She's the girl from Orphan. I've not seen Orphan. Don't know what Orphan is. It's a scary movie. It's a, like a one of the famous horror movies. Rue is um, in an upcoming Star Wars series. Ooh, who's she? Don't know. Jedi, probably. She is the titular Star Wars. Yeah, she goes hello. I'm Star. We've been recording for too long. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The so the the, the dogs. Huh? Dogs. Yeah, they're sort of dogs, aren't they? Big dogs. Yeah. Don't like big them. boring dogs. <laughs> they are a bit naff. <laughs> big boring dogs. So in the books, uh, this is actually a lot more interesting. They're what's called mutations. Okay. Because they're like half dogs, half like mutated humans hmm. but the twist is they're actually like the dead from the games like oh katniss, god yeah katniss looks and was like why does that look so familiar she's like holy fuck that's rue oh yeah. yeah so that's that's fucked up yeah just katniss just fucking lays rue to rest and walks off does the does the three-fingered fucking kiss and symbol and then just hears some, she hears some bushes twitching. And it's just two of the peacekeepers like, we, we need this. We need this body. Well, they do get the bodies. That is not that. nice. That is yeah. 
quite. Oh, I wish I didn't know that. I'll be honest. Yeah, a great, grim. great component to add into the movie. I'm surprised they didn't. Oh, it's probably a bit fucking dark, isn't it? It's a bit dark, and it's also like difficult to do, I guess. Yeah. But um, we, I, I think they took a bet on their CGI and realized it weren't, it weren't up to it at that point. Yeah. I guess they were like, "Oh, oh the CGI is a bit." Yeah. Tell you what, let's just do it at night. Yeah, we could, let's we just... could, we yeah, it could easily undo all of the sadness of Rue's death to have her just as a yeah. puppet dog. Yeah. Being like, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> so, I like the way that they hound them back into the center though for a big finale. Yeah, yeah. I do like that. Makes sense. Um Yeah. Anyway they win. Um and then they kill each other, but they don't. Um and then they go home. The end. So, um that's it. I'm just sad I think in the capital could have solved all their problems if they just went, die then. Both of you die. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. They can't, though, because they need the victor. Yeah, it's true. That's the whole point. They they can't just say die. They they for in order to sell the fucking the products that they've been selling, the fucking the dream of the Hunger Games and how it can change people's lives and how bring honor the to fucking, their districts and families. Exactly. They need a victor. They need a champion because of that. They can't sell it without one. Oh yeah. So. If if they if they end this with fucking what is it th- uh, 20, 24 dead kids mm. then that's it <laughs> everyone just tuned in to watch twenty four kids die yeah. and for what yeah yeah no I see what you're saying that doesn't make sense yeah um, I hate them all um, and I want them <laughs> all to meet their end uh, and we will see as this progresses yeah. Yeah. Also in the books, um, when they say, "Oh, by the way, that lo- that thing we told you about, you can both win." That was bullshit. Lol. Have fun. Bye. Um, Katniss immediately turns and pulls the bow on Peter. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, I see. Immediately, just like, well, fuck you, cunt. <laughs> but then she's like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that." Does, does she feel a remorse for it immediately? She immediately like feels shame. Yeah, it's like a Luke Skywalker moment. Oh no. Oh, that's sad. I wish I didn't know that. Because she just sad. sees Peter like, yeah, that's fair. Oh, Peter does offer himself out straight away, though, doesn't he? He's like, go on then, yeah, kill me. Yeah, but he would fucking melt. Yeah. What a what beta a cuck. <laughs> yeah, what a beta cuck. <laughs> Peter's not an alpha like all the other lads. Um, not like me and Jack Quaid. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, Nathan would get the bow. <laughs> let that not. Let there be no misconstrue. If there's anything to learn from this episode, it's that I would get the bow. Are you excited to watch the next one? I am. I'm going to watch it tonight. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to watch it tonight. I very much enjoyed watching this. So once we're done recording, I'm going to go watch it. Because, spoiler alert, we're recording our next episode tomorrow. So <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a bit Hunger Games Central and then yeah. a big break in before, uh, before we watch the last two movies. Which are going to be one yeah. episode, by the way. I don't, yes. I don't know if we explained that earlier. Because I'm in Greece right now. As yeah, as this releases, I guess you are. Yeah. How is it there? How's I'm the weather? It's lovely. I'm sipping a mojito, <laughs> and I'm having a great time. You have to order it like James Bond in Dying Day. You have to go one mojito, please. I won't do that. Or he no, he no. goes mojito or something. He says it really weird. I won't do that. You should do I'll it. Say, I'll just say. Can I have a mojito, please? Say, I'm Nathan from another happy pod. Why have I not already been given my mojito? I won't be doing any of this, Lawrence. Never mind this. Do you have something to recommend? Yep, nice and easy this week. I'm just going to recommend the actual book, The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Give it a read. 
It's good. Hey, that is a recommendation. Mine feels so stupid now <laughs> compared to this. <laughs> Great. Can't wait to hear whatever fucking dumb thing this is. Uh, I recommend um, as you can have it as part of a dinner or have it as oh, a, just a hell. snack. Um, cucumber with a slight honey drizzle is a very nice treat, a nice snack. A good component to like a stir fry, very nice, like some sort of honey-based stir fry sauce with cucumber, lovely. But in this instance, I literally was cutting some cucumber, just dipped a bit of honey in it and was like, hmm. That's quite good. Okay. It's it's nice. <laughs> I I know, but like, you have the you're like the most fucking when it comes to food and like what tastes nice and stuff. You are you have the like blandest palate. I imagine. no, I don't like this. Spice. Is a man who fucking goes to Nando's and asks for ketchup <laughs> on his fucking plain chicken. All right. <laughs> I don't oh, sorry, like his lemon and herb chicken. I don't I like spice, but I have I am actually developing into a better cook these days. I'm, it's not just about spice; it's also just the stuff that you that you think is exciting and the stuff that you eat. You like you'll add a bit of pepper to your beans, and you'll be like, "Ooh, a culinary masterpiece!" No, you don't need any other fancy business with your beans. <laughs> You'll make a pass. You'll put some b- barbecue sauce in a pasta dish. It's nice. And suddenly, you're like, "Ah, oh, Lawrence's special barbecue-based pasta." It's fucking good. It's not- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure it is. But just recognize that all you've done is squeezing some barbecue sauce into your fucking pasta sauce, mate. You're you're not breaking any mold here. All right. Fine. You don't have to try it if you don't want to, everyone. <laughs> it's nice, though, if you wanted to give it a go. Anyway, thank you. Lawrence gets plain when he goes to Nando's. Oh, I get your mum. Um, uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening, everyone. If you've enjoyed this uh, new episode to go out every single Friday, uh, we have a rocking good time. Uh, and if you want to give us a little follow on <laughs> why you give me a look. I just know something was missing there. Yeah, yeah, we agreed that last week. I'm sticking <laughs> oh, to it. Did we? Okay. Yeah. Is that official now, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just... <laughs> i got busy two weeks ahead of me taking over all editing duties. You had it, uh, still got legs for tomorrow yet? You shouldn't ask me that question. <laughs> so that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you have enjoyed this, then you can give us a little follow on our social media as well. We are on Twitter uh, at Another Happy Pod. Give us a little follow. Uh, that's where you'll get a little post reminder to show you when we've posted a new episode. Um, and next week, we are going to be doing this. It's a sequel, we already said. Yeah, I know, but I'm j- I was just going to play like a nice moment from the trailer, get everyone amped for, for part two. Um, <laughs> There we go. I'll bring that forward. We'll have that instead. Um, lovely, jubbly. Nathan, we have another podcast, don't we? We do. It's called Still Got Legs. It's all about Doctor Who. It comes out every Monday at 10 a.m. Um, and, um, yeah, <laughs> what? it's all about what's, Doctor Who. What's the joke? What's the giggle? I said the 10 a.m. thing. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> no promises. Well, you didn't notice because you was on your phone. I, well, I'm fine. I checked my phone once. <laughs> yes. <laughs> once. Once. <laughs> He wasn't paying attention. He wasn't listening. Before you can take your foot off the gas, <laughs> and and nothing will happen. Well, I, I was say wrong. Nay.
I was uh, wrong. Yeah, give that a listen. It's good fun. We're about to record the next episode now, so we'll probably be pretty tired, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go check in for a really late recorded episode. Um, yeah. Lovely stuff. Goodbye, everyone. Have a lovely rest of your day slash evening. Goodbye. And may the odds be ever in your favour. Kind of fucks that one. Thank you.